0: In the morning, when you need the news that matters most,
1: they can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it.
0: You need the front page.
1: All these mother editorials
0: on the press box.
1: They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass.
0: With Granny and Bischoff.
1: Rip them mother. Fucking, rip them suckers like the fucking players.
2: Ed, what did happen to the Dodgers yesterday?
3: Didn't hit. What are you going to say? The, they didn't hit. Yeah, and the night before, they grounded into five double plays. So what are you going to do? <laughs> they have more do?
2: errors than runs the last yeah, couple of days. Yeah.
3: Well, the game before, Gavin Lux cost them the game with the horrible throw. Oh. Oh. Um, so, Listen. yeah. Yeah, half game out. Giants, uh, thank goodness, lost to the Las Vegas A's last night, 1-0. <laughs> um, Dave <laughs> Cobb way- was very happy.
2: That game had a lead-off home run in it, and no more runs the rest of the game. Good. The A's had a lead-off home Good. run, and then they played nine. It's a in lot of in pitching baseball. in Las
3: Vegas. We know that. A
2: lot of pitching. Um, um, no, they so, just didn't hit half nobody game go-
3: Nobody goes into Arizona and
2: beats the Diamondbacks in
3: three. How bad are the Reds, by the way? The Padres, I mean, and I hate this. They're only one out now. Just so disheartening. Just the Reds are atrocious.
2: Uh, I believe they're on pace to be the worst hitting team in the history of oh, baseball. My,
3: they're they're atrocious. They can't and like, score runs at all.
2: Yeah, and like it's April, so it's not like they're gonna keep okay. Here was the tweet from Codify. The Reds have five hundred and ninety-one plate appearances. Their slugging percentage, not their batting average, their slugging percentage is two eighty-five. No individual player with 500 or more plate appearances in the last 11 seasons has had a slugging percentage that low. Their their entire offense is worse than the worst hitter of the last decade. That's unbelievably bad. Like they might end up as the worst offense in the history
4: of the sport, which will be fun. Transition noise <laughs> so we really don't have
2: anything. We really don't have any noises you can play in the front page. This is great. I, I very much like uh, this. All uh, right.
3: Uh uh. I...
4: What was that?
3: I thought that I was our did. one transition. With Justin Emerson, do I got? Oh
4: Emerson, oh, Emerson all right, all right, oh, okay, yeah. We we're playing on,
2: both uh, I see. we're playing show. Emerson and Mark Stone. And I Mark got Stone. I okay, by Mark Stone. All right, Devin Booker could return for Game Six, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. He had a hamstring injury. He's missed games three, four, and five of this first-round series. He would be on limited minutes. This would not be a 100% return for Devin Booker. So the general, genuine question: Should he be coming back at less than 100% with the Suns up three to two on the
3: Pelicans? Oof. I think if he can play, let him play. Okay, I think if he can play, let him play. I, right. Do you really want to get to a seven? I mean anything happens in a 7. Do, um, I guess I guess I mean, my main question is like, does what, bring 18 back for seven? minutes
2: does 18 minutes of Devin Booker make big enough a big enough difference to to basically be the reason you win the game? I it could be. I I'm not saying it's not. I don't know the answer to that question. And that's what the Suns have to decide basically. So if you get 18 20 minutes of Devin Booker and he's useless, then it probably hurts your chances. If you get 18 20 minutes of Booker and he's Devin Booker, then you're probably Well, would you winning save him
3: for six. 7 then? Um try to end it in 6.
2: I guess the question is is he going to be significantly better in 7? Probably not, so I'd probably play if if I was planning to play him in 7, I'd probably just play him in 6 right, if, right. if he can. To me it's more about can you get through this series, give him a few extra days rest completely and have him even more ready to go for game 1 of the second round. Right. That to me is probably what You got to figure out if you're good enough to
3: win league. one of the next two without him.
2: Right. And I and they should be. It should be. Yeah. It, it, you know, decreases your Especially margin of error. Especially to have seven at home. Yeah, but I, I it, it's a risk, but I think I would be going with, hey, let's wait. We're probably winning one of the next two. We'll get you in game one of round two, and you'll be, maybe again, probably not 100%, but much better off than you would be for game six and game seven. Noises. Liverpool beat... <laughs> Villarreal two nothing in the Champions League uh, semi-final. That was the first leg. They play the second game next week in Spain on Tuesday. Man City beat Real Madrid four to three. They also play their second game in Spain next week. I unfortunately uh, think we're about to get two English teams in the Champions League final, which is
3: never any fun. That's in Paris.
0: Uh, our buddy, yeah, our and- buddy
3: Adam Hill was uh, was contemplating heading over there. Really? Yeah, he was. He was, oh. he was. He had a serious thought about it, but then I think he said, "No, nah, I'm going to go to Cabo for two straight weeks." <laughs> so, <laughs> seriously, I was talking to you tonight. He's, go, he's going to Cabo for one week, coming home and going to Cabo the next week, which is only—it's such an Adam Hill thing to wait, do.
4: Oh, okay.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. First question for you: Didn't he go to Cabo this year? Oh yeah, that's
3: his thing. That's his okay. thing. He and, he and friends go. It's like a yearly thing. But okay. only he goes one week, comes home for a couple of days, and goes back. Okay, why? No, Because it's Adam. There, there's, why, no other, there's no other Why come it's back? Adam. Right. Why come That's back? why I ask him all the time. He, uh, he, he just does. And he loves—I mean, I think it's because he loves the airfares he gets. And now there's—he's very excited because now there's a—in um, Tijuana, there's an American side where you can park and then you walk across to get on your plane— I didn't know that, Um, so he loves that. He showed me pictures and everything. He had, like, drawings of it. He showed me pictures of where he's going to get on his plane. Then he's going to come back. He's going to do it again. But then he actually did say he had contemplated going to the Champions League final in Paris, and uh, I don't think he's going, but knowing Adam, it's still on the table probably.
2: How Okay. That is a way better idea than going to Cabo twice in, like, a month.
3: He loves Cabo, this kid. If there if there was a mock draft job down in Cabo, we 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 would we would maybe stand losing him. But as I said, we're never gonna lose Adam because we're just gonna pay him in Starbucks.
2: Adam so, Hill's dream job is getting paid in Starbucks to write mock drafts while
3: living in Cabo. Yes. That okay. would be oh my god. He'd be gone tomorrow. We'd never see that kid again.
4: We'd never see him again. Press Fox transition. <laughs> You're getting worse at this somehow. Uh the Cardinals picked
2: up the fifth year option on Kyler Murray. I don't think that was too big of a surprise, other than it's not the contract extension that Kyler Murray yeah. actually wants.
3: Gets him twenty nine million. Uh,
2: yeah. So I imagine this doesn't really end anything no. that Kyler Murray still wants that He's contract probably pissed. extension. Uh I think is is
3: um He's probably mad at it.
2: Yeah, I would assume, Well, yeah, I would assume so. And if you're the Cardinals, you're kind of just doing it just to save yourself in case right, you don't have a right. contract done. Because the deadline is the deadline Monday. Yes, well, it's, it's the
3: second or third. It's next week. It's very, okay. it's very and that will be something to watch. By the way, with the hometown right. team.
2: Right. As soon as we get done with this draft, like Monday's show, we'll probably talk a lot about who the Raiders drafted in the seventh round for some reason, and then it's it's immediately flipping to, are they keeping any of these guys on their fifth-year option in Jonathan Abram, Cleveland Furrell, and Josh Jacobs? And Josh because changes. they got to make a decision on all three. Maybe they've already made it, but they've got to make a decision on all three of those.
4: My mic needs to be on for me to make noises. That's a
2: good enough noise. The Cardinals and Mets had a benches-clearing scuffle yesterday so to try to get the timeline here in tuesday's game three mets pitchers or three mets batters were hit by a pitch yesterday jd davis was hit by a pitch and had to leave the game in the very next inning nolan arenado of the cardinals got a fastball up and in, didn't actually get hit, but a fastball up and in, and Nolan Arenado started talking, yelling at the pitcher and ultimately tried to charge the mound. It got held back for the most part, but there was the benches cleared, the the bullpens cleared. This comes off the heels of Tuesday night, Chris Bassett, one of the Mets' pitchers, he was complaining about the baseball. The Mets have been hit by more pitchers than any other team in baseball so far, and Chris Bassett said... I had some close calls tonight, and I've been hit in the face by a line drive, and I don't want to do that to anybody ever. But Major League Baseball has a very big problem with the baseballs. They're bad. Everyone in the league knows it. Every pitcher knows it. They're bad. They don't care. MLB doesn't give a damn about it. They don't care. We've Whoa. told them our problems, and they don't care. Whoa. So well, Chris Bassett is blaming the baseballs. He says they're all different, that you get just different baseball every time. And that's why pitchers can't throw without hitting batters at the moment.
4: Would Major League Baseball not care? How can you even say that when they gave you Bose headphones? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
3: here's the thing about Arenado, though. He was okay with getting hit. He, he, he was okay. He knew it was coming. And that's why he pointed to his chest, like, hit me in the body. Like, I just, I, he got pissed that it was up near his head. He knew he was getting hit. So, well, he didn't even get hit. That's the best no, part. He no, didn't he didn't even get, get hit, hit. But he, he, <laughs> he was telling him, if you're going to throw at me, throw at me right here, which is fine. And he would probably take it and go to first base. He knew it was coming. They'd hit, like, 10 of the other guys on the other team. So he knew as the star he's getting hit. But I think he was, I, I don't think, the way he reacted, and, you know, I think most people would have reacted the same. It's up and near his head. And, you know, that's, that's a different. That's a different uh, animal there. When you're doing that, instead of just plunking the guy and letting him go to first.
2: Uh, Dodger fan. That's not a baseball fan. Have there been an unusual number of hit by pitches in Dodger games this year?
3: Dodgers have been hit uh, several times. Actually, Bellinger got okay. hit yesterday. the The problem I have with baseballs is a uh, uh, a couple a couple bombs by Belly uh, went to the track. They're not going oh, out. They're not no. going out.
2: Oh wait, hold on, hold on! In Arizona, that happened.
3: Yes, Will Smith oh, hit just Will Smith and Belger hit like back-to-back shots that they both jogged out of the box thinking it was gone. Listen, like I in, don't know
2: what the conspiracy theory is that when I went to the two Astros games in Arizona, same thing. Yeah, the amount of balls hit to the warning track that were like yeah. that's that should be a home run, right? And wasn't I? I it was unbelievable. There's something there's wrong.
4: There's wind shear. I don't know what's off. happening there. Yes, I don't know what's
2: <laughs> happening, but there's something happening where you can't hit home runs there. You've got to absolutely crank one to get it out in Arizona.
4: Shove it in. <laughs> <laughs> Shove it in.
2: The Panthers are not expected to trade for Baker Mayfield before the of the NFL draft. Is that because they think they can draft a quarterback better than Baker Mayfield? Maybe the guys already?
3: around with small hands. Maybe the small hands guys. They, they, they've they've uh, zeroed in on him.
2: Um, I. Uh... I am fascinated by Baker Mayfield. You made the prediction that Devo Samuel gets traded uh, today. I think there's like zero chance Baker Mayfield gets traded today. Okay, I don't. I just can't imagine it happening because if I'm if I'm Carolina or any of these teams that might want a quarterback, I there is to me there is much more value even in a bad quarterback class to take one of the quarterbacks than to trade for Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield you're getting. Either you're getting one year on his rookie contract, or you have to sign him to an extension.
3: I don't know if you're going to do that.
2: Right. But if you draft a guy, even if you, let's say, you draft Desmond Ritter and the guy's terrible, he's going to be really cheap for four years, and then you can move on from it, right? So there's much less downside to getting one of these quarterbacks, and I don't think there's significantly more upside for Baker Mayfield compared to any of these other quarterbacks. So... I'd be shocked if he gets traded today as a part of a draft day trade. Maybe, late, maybe Friday or Saturday as part of some late round picks or middle picks, uh, but I'd be shocked if it happens today. All right, coming up next, Jared no longer has to make up transitions, but he might have to do a drink sound.
4: You said that you have tips on how to pack a cooler?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's one of my favorite activities to pack a cooler, you know. And it's one of my favorite noises is the the sound that the ice makes, you know. It's, it means something to me. Uh, especially on a long weekend. That's what
1: I'm talking. Fill up again. We got it. So
0: good. Once it hits your lips, it's so
3: good. We there?
0: speed from Here, bad? baby. That's old school. <laughs>
3: I like it. I like it. At Jr. Starkus on Twitter, here he is, your key account executive, Southern Glazers Wine Spirits, Nevada, our extreme mixologist pouring on the ice. How are that you, buddy? Was
4: 2016. Yeah, that was Sam Merritt when
5: when uh, was that when Sam Mitch Merritt? with us. That was Sam Merritt. Yeah, he he came in to do a beer segment with yeah. us, and uh, he was talking about like how much he loves the sound of ice, and that's when Mitch was a little fascinated. With, like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, it's just one of the best sounds ever. And so uh yeah, that was that's old school stuff right there. I remember that I remember that day.
2: Uh Jared, would you like to explain to JR why that is being played today?
4: Oh no, I, I ex- he's he's a listener. Oh he knows. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. a listener. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. He so heard Shove it in. Technical difficulties, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: We should have, JR, we should have had you do the transitions between the front page topics.
1: Oh yeah,
5: that would've been great, man. I don't I would have I would have had like different bottles, like popping a cork, opening <laughs> a beer, you know, pouring some pouring vodka into a... Yeah, yeah, whatever, different stuff like that.
4: Your wife walks in and you just have, like, nine bottles open. <laughs> it's yeah. a mess. And, she, and, and she'd she also say, sweet,
5: like, let's go. <laughs>
3: uh, kid hit another bomb I saw. Yeah, he had one yesterday.
5: Uh, that's that, that's number eight for him on the season. It's pretty, right. pretty fun to watch. I, was, uh, I didn't... I, I was... I was, I didn't see it. I heard it off the bat, but I, um, but, uh, when I, I couldn't see from the angle I was standing at and, uh, but I, and when I heard it, I was like, Oh, it sounded good. And then I heard his teammates erupt, So I was like, Oh, okay, cool. But I got it on the video later. Cause I try to put cameras up and video it just to, you know, for not only for him, but every game I send the, um, anytime, anytime I can record a game, I send it to all the parents. So that way anybody on the, that wants to take something and, for their kid and you know set it off or whatever or separate it they can they can have that video so um, you know i was able to grab the video later
2: okay hold on first question for you do you need taller scaffolding what do you mean you couldn't see the ball from your angle
5: well the way that the way that it was like i don't know five thirty last night um and so where i was standing on the bleachers um i, said, I don't i I have a hard time sitting down. I don't. I won't sit down like during a game very often. I just usually uh, more oh, of a no. stand, in cor- no. stand in the corner. Oh, guy,
3: no. Stand in the, the corner. Me watching the Dodgers. Or, oh no.
5: Or pace. Yeah. Or a pacer. I'm a pacer. Um, so uh, I. But where, where I was, I could see him, but I just because of the angle of the sun, I could not see the ball off the bat. And um, and I just, but I just heard it, and then um, his coach was the one who came over and told me that he's. Like, he basically said he. he you know, hit the ball really well. So.
2: Uh, yeah, it just- smoked it. Do you throw things like Ed Graney does when things go poorly for your son's baseball games? Uh,
5: I've thrown something one time. Um, oh, but it, man. It, yeah, but it was, a, it was, a, it was a long time ago. It was when he was, he was,
1: <laughs>
5: oh man, I was such a bad day. Uh, <laughs> it, when he was, I think he was probably, uh, I think I told you the story before. I think he was like nine when, when it happened, nine or eight or nine, ten somewhere in there. Um, and there was a ball that was hit and he was on second base and I was watching the game from, from the third base sign uh, side and, uh, the ball was hit. It was caught. And my son's just running around and runs the bases and to, to go home. And I'm screaming to tag up. And I, I stood up <laughs>
1: oh. and
5: like, I had, I had like a drink in my hand and I, and like, because I was like, like waving, like go back, I accidentally threw the, the, the drink over the fence and um, and so then my – my after the play happens, right, the cabal's caught or whatever, and I'm like, oh, man, J.C.'s going to get doubled up, and it's, you know, not good. You got to know how many outs there are. Uh, Coach walks over he's like, dude, there's two outs. And I was like,
3: oh. oh <laughs> so he was no. doing the right thing. I was completely wrong. I <laughs> the had crazy wrong. Yeah. parent doesn't yeah. know the outs yeah. and starts throwing drinks at people. Oh, totally oh my goodness. That's embarrassing. Yeah. There was no
5: booze in that one, though, so it was okay. It was an okay loss. Uh, that, I think it was just a soda.
3: It's uh, so crazy, JR. is with us.
2: He's throwing <laughs> trash on the field over oh a my God. pop fly to right field. Unbelievable.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. I've, I've uh, I, I, I took that day and I reevaluated my life, and I haven't done it since.
3: Oh man! All right, <laughs> all right. You're crazy. What do you got for us today?
5: Oh man! So uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about like what to do for, for, for the, for the, the watching the draft and whatnot and. You know, if you're you're going to wait a long time to watch the Raiders pick, unless something changes really quickly here. Um, so I, I wanted to make something that was a little more sessionable, almost like sangria-like. But then I thought about it at last night. I was like, man, man, I probably should have done something to like drown all the sorrows of Knights fans because couldn't get their act together in the last bit of the season when everything was on the line. But I went ahead and did something for the Raiders anyhow. Um, and so this this is a drink. It incorporates. It's, it's a five-ingredient drink with things that you have around the house. Um, no special ingredients are needed because it's, it's what's called a built cocktail. Basically, you're adding ice to a glass, putting the ingredients on top of it, giving it a stir, and calling it a day. So no shaking or anything like that. Um, what you're going to need is deep eddy lime. Uh, I've used this quite a bit. It's the newest expression. Uh, deep eddy is a, a vodka from Texas, a gluten-free uh, vodka from texas it's got like real lime in it so when you see the vodka it's it's green in color um, i love this vodka it's great with just club soda or whatever the case is as well um, but today we're going to use it for our drink so we're going to take a glass that uses that holds about 14 ounces uh, uh approximately you can go a little bit bigger if you want but it's got to hold about probably about 14 ounces of liquid uh, fill it about three quarters of the way with ice maybe a little bit more and the reason you do that is because the you're filling the ice using the ice in the glass first because Since we're not shaking it, there's not going to be any dilution necessarily. So we're just letting the natural progression of adding the ingredients in time kind of dilute our cocktail. So uh, by adding three quarters full of ice first, it also gives us a little room so when we pour the ingredients into the glass, it doesn't just splash out. If you fill it all the way, the ingredients, as it hits the ice, can kind of splash out and off to the side of the glass. So uh, three quarters or so uh, full of ice, and then add one ounce of deep eddy lime. Add one ounce of Cointreau, which is of course the uh, the classic French uh, liqueur, uh, orange in flavor. Uh, half of an ounce of simple syrup, and then four ounces of a dry white wine. That could be Pinot Grigio, could be Sauvignon Blanc, something something like that. Something that's dry in in content. The the, the brand of wine doesn't necessarily matter here. It's just the the composure of the wine needs to be dry. Okay, uh, four ounces of dry white wine, and then. Fever Tree Yuzu Lime Club so, or Yuzu Lime Soda uh, is, is one of the newer expressions from the line of Fever Tree. Just top the drink with that. Okay, so one ounce of Deep Eddy Lime, one ounce of Cointreau, half of an ounce of simple syrup, four ounces of dry white wine. Top it with the Fever Tree Yuzu Lime Soda. Give it a little stir. Garnish it with a piece of mint, and you have something that's almost sangria-like in its in its makeup. Um, that's kind of it's a sessionable drink for. Uh, this, it, it, as you're sitting there watching drafts, especially if you're if you're you know having something or doing something outside, um, it, it's it's nice for the weather, and it's not going to get you completely trashed really quick because you got to wait a really long time to watch that Raiders pick.
3: So it what? stays with you. You're not you're not hammered at the end. By the time they say with the eighty sixth pick tomorrow <laughs> night, uh, the yeah. Raiders take Joe Phillips, an offensive guard from Virginia.
2: Well, I thought it was going to be Armani Rogers.
3: Oh yes, well that's it's right. one of the two. Pay attention. <laughs> two. Pay
2: attention, Ed. Come on. Um would this be a good drink to have after you get out of the Bellagio fountains soaking wet?
5: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um I, I, that would be also really fun to watch to see the guys, you know, as you mentioned earlier, pull Goodell into the Bellagio Fountains if that were a thing. Um yeah, they, that would be that would be incredible. But I would love to see somebody cannonball into the fountains. I what is the over under? Do we have an over under on, you know? Um, knuckleheads that tried to jump into the fountains during the during the some, the weekend,
3: I should say. You mean just a normal weekend, and people are hammered? Just a normal.
5: I mean, there's uh. going to be a lot of no, no, no. This weekend, there's going to be a lot of knuckleheads. Uh. There's going to be a lot of security, but I would imagine we're going to see some knucklehead try to thwart the security and jump right into the lake just to be on television, or at least attempt to be on television. And they'll cut it like they do a major league ball game. They won't film it. They'll just go to like somebody talking. They'll you know and and they'll uh they won't they'll avoid the guy, but I bet you're gonna have somebody try to jump in
4: i mean that sounds that sounds accurate i mean i I actually have to work so count me out I won't be able to <laughs> I won't be able to fulfill my duty uh is it a weird coincidence that eighty six is uh the number the Raiders are picking
5: is it a what because it's what a restaurant term or
4: yeah well I mean it's a bar term from my experience yeah. <laughs>
5: Yeah, 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 it's a bar term. 86 is a term that basically for for us in the industry means that you're, you know, you're out of something. It's gone. There's no more of it. So, yeah, um, it's, it's uh, I, I guess, I mean, it, it is kind of fitting that 86 is is the Las Vegas pick for this year. Yeah, I, I didn't think of it like that, but I do think it is kind of fitting.
2: Because they got rid of Mike Mayock? What, what who did we get rid of here? I have no idea. We got rid I, I of I just, two picks.
4: You know, We're out of two, like, we got, they're out of two picks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Asking, yeah. We're, we're
5: 86, a first round draft pick. We're 86, a second round draft pick. <laughs> How about that? We're, we only have a third round draft pick.
2: Are you going to watch the draft, JR? Do you care normally about the draft?
5: Um, I don't care about the draft. I will watch um, tonight and tonight only probably because it's here. Um, you know, so I, I will. I have a couple draft party things that I'm attending tonight. I'm going to just kind of stop by uh, two or three of them and I will. Watch it just to see what it looks like on television and see how it's kind of done. Um, tomorrow and, and 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 Saturday I probably won't watch um, just because there's you know it it doesn't really it doesn't really interest me. I will pay attention to what the Raiders do. Um, I'll pay attention to what the Forty ers do, um, but then I'll forget in about seven minutes after they do it.
2: You got to wake up for the nine a.m. fourth round picks to go on. Come on. Get up yeah, early. Let's Make it's it brutal. happen.
5: I, I yeah, mean, it's... listen. I'm glad that all these people are coming to town for us. Um, I hope, I hope for all of my industry friends that it's it's a rewarding weekend for them. I'm already hearing some horror stories, which is not promising. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I, I hope that that changes. But um, you know, I have a lot of friends in the industry that are already giving me the, uh, you know, hey, I just got a two percent tip on a you know ten thousand dollar tab. Oh, and, uh, oh uh, man, oh, uh, yes, no. Just,
4: oh, yeah, no. br- brutal brutal sort of
5: stuff. So, yeah. But then at the same time, they're like, well, they try to pick up on me and tell me, you know, I'm like, oh boy,
3: uh, you know, no. like
5: that's not the way to do it. And gentlemen, guys, if you're listening, if you're going to try and pick up on the cocktail server. Don't do it with a 2% tip. Oh, uh, you brutal. need to <laughs> yeah, <it's a> little. <laughs> yeah, He's brutal, man.
2: Brutal. Uh, so, advice anyway, from yeah, J.R. Starkus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: If you're going to wear the diamond jewelry and whatnot, like, like don't tip 2%. Don't do that.
2: He's JR Stark Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. JR, as always, we
4: appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. You bet, guys. Talk to you next week. You too. Thanks. All right. Coming up next, is Darren Millard going to answer our phone we're call? We're not today? sure. Uh, I mean, if you want me to share on the air, uh, we're, we're 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 hoping, but we're All not right. 100% sure.
2: Darren Millard, maybe. Next.
4: Is Darren there? He's Do we here. have Darren Millard?
0: I am. There he is. Hello. There he is. I am. Um, I'm I'm at my accident scene for the first time ever this morning. uh, And it's it's freaky because I don't remember anything. uh, I'm trying to walk around, trying to look at it, and it's freaky. It's almost as freaky as going 0 for 17 in a shootout (laughs) to lose. Because that's not the way you you fall out of a playoff spot with your third-string goaltender. It's supposed to be with the netminder, And it's just been a freaky winter. I'm done with this.
2: Uh off of hockey, can you tell us why you're walking around your accident scene?
0: I'm going to meet my uh, my lawyer, actually, uh, to try and uh, piece together a, a couple of things and see if we can uh, uh, get a little bit of perspective. Not not anything, uh, like, legal, but more trying to just figure out what the heck happened. Okay. Um, yeah. are,
2: I, I kind of ask you this every week, just sort of a pleasantry, but are you okay? You doing good?
0: I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing good. It's uh, okay. some, some good days, some bad days. More uh, more inconsistent than I thought, uh, coming off a concussion. But uh, but uh, but we're we're hopeful that it's going to get uh, a little bit better. The physical wounds are healing. That's good. But you'll always be there. Hey, I'll, I will always Sam's be here. here for you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm there you're for
3: you, buddy. You know that.
0: Know that. I, I know that. You know, I know. that. I'm, I'm with Sam right now, so you guys uh, you guys uh, would love him. Wait, Sam? You, get, you Sam guys Ash? know Sam. Ash isn't here though. Rocky's
2: not here. Yeah. Right. Oh, sure. Rocky didn't show up. Oh, nope. come Rocky on. Where's Rocky? It's,
0: it's too close to traffic.
3: Traffic, Ross. <laughs> But I thought Rocky was driving the car. The way, <laughs> they, t- the way they the way they talk about that dog. Come on. Yeah.
0: Over
3: <laughs> right, right. over over seventeen, buddy. You ever seen anything like it?
0: Nope. Nope. Not not with that kind of talent. Uh, not over over seventeen, and never like uh, the other part is a sensational run by by Logan with uh, fourteen of seventeen like that that's that's ridiculous in itself that uh, that Logan pushes it to a seventh round uh, two games in a row and and you don't get something to go and I'll be honest with you guys like it's it's not easy what these goaltenders are doing it's it's really difficult and to not get a roll across the line somehow is uh, is bizarre it's it's absolutely on the on the uh, third level of the dimension of bizarreness uh, to go over 17 with your season on the line. It's uh, I, I don't get it. It's I, I I wish I could explain it. I wish I could sum it up for you, uh, but it's just uh, on, on a different uh, level of being normal
2: on Logan Thompson, sort of uh, the, the long-term picture here, 18 games this year. It is not a big sample size, but he no. was excellent through 18 games,
0: 16 starts too, right?
2: <sighs> yes. Is that enough? Is that no. a big enough sample size to say he no. can be the number one goalie next year? No,
0: no, no. Did I did I say no? You said uh, no. You yes. said no a couple no. times. And that, and that that's nothing on on Logan. Uh, I just uh, need to see more from from any player, from a forward, from a defenseman, from uh, from a goaltender. I need to, to, to see a little bit more. And it's always easier to come into a situation where there's not as much pressure on you and, and be the guy uh, in, in any circumstance. But this is, uh, this is one where if he's going to be the number one guy, there's there's a lot more uh, on those shoulders. So uh, I, I would think that, uh, that everybody uh, around the organization would be at the same feeling. It's a great story. It's awesome. You see some incredible potential on top of the top goaltender in the American hockey in the last year. But, uh, but the, the, the fact is uh, to, to anoint him the number one guy, uh, going forward would be uh, would be probably unfair to, to Logan Thompson and would be a heck of a, a gamble by the organization. I, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'd love to see that he could, but uh, but uh, I, I would see more of a tandem or some help from him uh, next year.
3: So are you of the mind Robin Leonard will be here next year? Uh,
0: yeah, so, so somebody that can carry the ball. That, that That's for sure. And I'd like year to year, uh, who knows, with anybody in this sport uh, with the salary cap uh, the way it is. But, uh, but I would see somebody uh, uh, Robin Leonard or somebody of that ilk uh, that would be able to, to play a 60, 40 and, and maybe you give him a chance to be 50, 50 or, or play 70% of the games, but at least you have a, a plan in place. A, a lot like what Dallas had this year, guys uh, with, uh, with Braden Holpe and Jake Ottinger and, and, uh, 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 and, and Anton Hudobin. Uh, Jake Unger ends up being the guy, uh, but uh, but Holty and and Hudobin were there.
2: Can you explain to us exactly why the Golden Knights had Robin Leonard delay getting surgery to be the backup as opposed to using an emergency call-up or just not bringing Will Carrier off long-term IR?
0: Yeah, no, other than they, they wanted to see if he was available to play, uh, like that's still your best option. You guys, he's the number one goaltender. So being able to see if he can play, uh, I would love to be able to, to, to have him around, but, uh, it, it obviously became obvious that, uh, that Robin wanted to, to have the procedure and, and go down that path. But, uh, I, I would much rather have Robin as my backup than then Yuri Batera. Uh, so that, that would be the, the, the explanation from my side of it. Uh,
3: I thought Max Pacioretty was very honest last night. He was amazing. T- Tyler mentioned as well, he he did that again after they are eliminated maybe last year or a few years ago. He's very, very good in those situations. He's very well, honest. He's
0: a former captain of the yeah. Montreal Canadiens. He's, he's faced a lot more heat than what he faced last right. night yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> yes. he's, so with, with all due respect to, to me and our media, uh, he, he's faced a camera bay of, of 30 cameras in multiple languages and, and stood there for 30 minutes. So uh, I thought he was eloquent and very honest.
3: He's very honest. So if you had to put your money on it um, because there were injuries and we're of the mind that that will be used as a reason for perhaps not wholesale changes, although they have to deal with the cap, uh, do you think it's wholesale changes or do you think it's more about, you know what? There's a lot of injuries. Everyone's going to get healthy. We're going to be fine, and we'll run it back.
0: Uh, I would like it to see uh, run it back. That, uh, there's going to be some changes, Ed, for sure. There's going to be uh, some some uh, alterations to this lineup because of the salary cap and uh, where everybody slots in, and it may make room for it. Uh, there there has to be in in that regard, and uh, I don't know whether that's in goal uh, and and up front. Uh, but uh, I think the defense stays pretty much the same. Uh, But uh, but up front and in goal, you're you're probably going to need some kind of uh, alterations or or switches. But uh, I I would keep that to a minimum and try and run this thing back. Uh, What we thought of this team at the start of the season, uh, when they were healthy and they were ready to go, uh, I'd love to be able to see what this team can do. I'll be honest, I'm devastated. I, I really thought this team could get in and they could do some damage even against Colorado. Uh, with the way Pete DeBoer coaches against that team. Uh I'm 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 really sad about uh what happened in the last three games.
2: Yeah, well, you know, winning in shootouts would be helpful, not going over yeah. seventeen. Yeah. Um yeah. all right. Jack Eichel comes back. He has a surgery that no hockey player had, had before. He plays a good chunk of the season. He ended up well, there's one more game left, but his points per game is gonna be the worst it was since his rookie season. Now it's still at like point yeah. seven. It's still a good number, but it's not Jack Eichel, it's not, you know, the $10 million man they traded for. What should be the expectation for him next season when he gets, you know, close to a year removed from that surgery?
0: Well, higher expectations, but I don't think Darren Elliott said it best last night. Like, uh, to expect him not to hit a lull this year is is unfair. And I think it was odd, uh, ironic that uh, Tyler Johnson uh, scores the winning goal last night and he had the same surgery that Jack had last uh, last this uh, fall. And he consulted with Jack on that, uh, the artificial disc replacement surgery. So uh, Johnson was the second guy to ever have it, and uh, and that comes back to uh, to, to haunt us. But uh, but I, I think uh, we'll we'll be back up to Jack Eichel, maybe not uh, career highs next year, uh, but certainly uh, hunting in that. I, I think this was a huge, huge, huge uh, pause for Jack Eichel to get some of this time in, and, and he played way more games. I remember talking to you guys. Like, will Jack Eichel get enough uh, games? Will they activate him before the playoffs or will he be uh, activated just for the playoffs? Uh, he, he played a ton of games this year.
3: Pete DeBoer says the responsibility starts with him. I'm more apt to believe that responsibility lies with others, but that's another story for another day. How that's good a the right job... thing to
0: say, right, Ed? Uh, I
3: think it lies with others. How good a job did you. Oh, was... yeah, for him, it's the right thing to say. and he, you yeah. know, he, he, Yeah, absolutely. How good a job do you think he did?
0: I thought he was fantastic. I. Even going back a couple of games, like coaching wins, uh, changing uh, the goaltenders mid-game uh, mid, uh, with the first period to the second period against Washington and then changing lines. That happened over and over. Maybe not goaltenders, but changing lines this year. Uh, that happened over and over. I think it was uh, for a team that didn't make the playoffs, this was uh, arguably Pete DeBoer's best coaching job that I've ever witnessed and uh, being able to make adjustments in and around. Some of them forced, most of them not. Uh, but I was I was really impressed with this coaching staff. I know the power play gets uh, gets a lot of heat, uh, but uh, but I I, I thought the, the coaching staff as a whole, uh, like Mike Grisotti, uh, the goaltending coach, uh, what he's been able to do with uh, with the third string goaltender, and then go on down the the, the list. I, I thought uh, I thought Pete was fantastic. But uh, but I love oh. the fact that he took responsibility. I think that was uh, the right thing to do for him.
2: Should have practiced some shootout moves a little bit more this season. He's Darren Millard. And they have
0: actually. Wow. it didn't work very well. I don't He's you know what they, you know why they practiced the shootout a lot was because they wanted to get Robin Leonard comfortable.
2: Well, they got him too comfortable. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he is Darren Millard out at uh, just standing on the side of a road. Apparently, yeah. Darren Sam. We Sam's appreciate it
0: right now, so I'm going to go hang out with Sam. Say hi, okay? you, Sam. Right. We, uh, Sam. We we Sam, Sam remembers better. more about what happened to me than I do. That's the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Go get some momentum
3: it. behind yourself, buddy. You'll be all right.
0: Sam and Ash, because you deserve what counts, and that's what I'm doing
2: today. I, I think you messed up the tagline, yeah, but that's yeah. okay. Get out of here, Darren. Get okay, out of here.
3: It's, it's you deserve what's that's right, not right. you deserve what counts. counts. Jesus. <laughs> Man, he did it in front of Sam. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: All right.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that was
2: beautiful we have a las vegas (laughs) desert dogs fan pack to give away las vegas desert dogs is the new lacrosse team coming to las vegas and you can win a fan pack right now 702-364-1100 is the phone number that's 702-364-1100 we'll take caller number six to get a las vegas desert dogs fan pack We are going to wrap up our show before the first round of the NFL draft with the only topic that this show actually cares about, and that is quarterbacks with small hands. Uh, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt, has unusually small hands, would have the smallest hands of any NFL quarterback uh, if he does in fact get drafted, which he will at some point. But The Athletic had a story where they talked to anonymous uh, coaches. And a quarterbacks coach in the NFL said this about Kenny Pickett's hands. I do think it is something you have to consider. They are small. However, when I shook it, it wasn't like whoa, you have a baby hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was strong. You could feel a strong like, baby hand. <laughs> you could feel like his thumb felt a little wonky. People say, but he played at Pitt. Yeah, and he fumbled 38 times at Pitt. <laughs> it was a problem. I've talked to coaches who have guys with nine inch hands, and they say they have to keep in mind in game and talk about cold weather games where their guy has fumbled twice and just dropped the ball. I love so much this quote because there is a real possibility that an NFL team does or does not draft a quarterback based on his handshake. With one of the coaches,
3: well, his thumb felt binky, wonky, a oh, wonky, wonky. Yes,
4: he's got a double jointed thumb. Apparently, okay. all right. I mean, binky I think is a blanket.
3: Yes, well, <laughs> <laughs> felt like a blanket. Uh, binky, uh, wonky. I'm trying to think wonky, what wonky double jointed.
2: I mean, thumb. I I don't know what it. Means. I don't know what that means. But I mean, that's there's... how I
4: describe my knees. My knees are wonky. <laughs>
2: There's a real chance this team's cor- this team's quarterback's coach, his handshake is the determining factor on whether or not they draft <laughs> Kenny Pickett. You know, I was expecting baby hands, but no, they were strong, but strong wonky. handshake.
3: Who's the coach, Carolina?
2: Ah, uh, we could. I wonder how many teams did he meet with? He probably
3: met with he probably enough met with, to where you, yeah. you, you don't Several know Several exactly. teams where you'd never be able to figure yeah. it out, but the teams that really need a quarterback. Yeah.
2: And by the way, I think you should not be anonymous if that's the quote you're giving.
3: Like, whoa, yeah. you have baby If you're going to say a word like wonky, please be on the record. <laughs> don't go off the record. I have too many people off the record when I ask them questions. God,
2: Get the, the record draft more. is so stupid. This is the dumbest thing. That's so dumb. His thumbs wonky. He doesn't have baby hands, but they're not big. So, do we draft him or not? Well, how was your handshake? Ah, it was strong. Strong Dec- baby hand. I think he fumbled thirty-eight
3: ball. times at Pittsburgh. Yeah, Ooh. it was a problem.
2: It, it that's that's
3: a, a worse that's a worse stat than wonky uh, thumbs.
2: It is. It's probably why he's not going to get drafted very high. The wonky thumb and the fumbles. The NFL draft.